Hello, Dr. Tim Jordan back here with a new podcast called Raising Daughters. I'm really happy that you uh, join me here every two weeks with a podcast. I'm happy with the feedback I've gotten. I hope you enjoy these. I want to talk a little bit today about happiness because I think the culture is giving our kids lots of really unhealthy messages about how to become happy. And let me start out with a poem, which is really a, it's a Chinese proverb, and it goes like this. If you want to be happy, if you want to be happy for an hour, take a nap. If you want to be happy for a day, go fishing. If you want to be happy for a week, go on vacation. If you want to be happy for a month, get married. If you want to be happy for a year, inherit a fortune. And if you want to be happy for a lifetime, help other people. I remember I read one time a story about the therapist Carl Memminger who said that if someone comes in his office who's depressed and unhappy, he said one of the best things I can do for them is not therapy. What the best thing I can do is to send them across the street to do some volunteer work, to be of service to other people. But that is not the message our kids are getting. This is a very consumeristic culture that says if you want to be happy, you need more things, more toys, more likes on social media. You need more money. You need to be more popular. You need to have more material things. You need to be famous. All that has developed a mentality that it's never enough, which, by the way, is exactly what advertisers and businesses want. They want us to have that kind of craving. So we have this constant drive to chase happiness. I heard a wonderful story years ago uh, about an old alley cat who was watching this young kitchen chasing its tail round and round. And the old cat came up to the kitten and said, "Uh, what are you doing? And the kitten replied, well, I just finished cat philosophy school. And in my studies, I discovered that in the world, there are two things important for a cat. First, that happiness is the most important thing for cats. And second, that happiness is located in your tail. So I figured out that that if I chase it until I've finally got a hold of it, and I get it in my mouth, then I'll have happiness forever. I'll have eternal happiness. The old cat looked at him, and he said, well, you know, I'm just an old alley cat. I haven't had the chance to go to school or this prestigious cat philosophy school like you did. I've just kind of wandered around the alleys here and there all my life. But you know, it's amazing. I've kind of learned that the same things you have. I've learned that the most important thing for a cat is happiness. And indeed, happiness is located in my tail. But the only difference between you and me is that I've discovered that if you go about your business and do the things that are important to you, happiness will follow you wherever you go. Wow. I think our kids have learned to chase happiness. I think they have learned to buy into all this material stuff about more, 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 faster, faster, faster. And it's making them miserable. In my retreats and camps, we teach kids a concept called arrows in and arrows out. Arrows in is when you have your interest in, when you're mostly thinking about yourself. So it's about you getting more, you being first in line, you getting more stuff, you winning, me, me, me. Arrows out means you have your interest out, that you're thinking about other people, the effect of you and your actions on other people, And we give lots of examples in our retreats and camps, but I want our kids to know that one of the keys to happiness is living a life where you have your arrows out. It's about doing the right thing. It's about being kind and inclusive. It's about being in integrity. It's about being of service. I heard this wonderful story years ago about this village. 
in the, in the Himalayan mountains. And there's a guru who was there, and he, um, he was kind of in charge of this community. The community had this uh, abbey where they were training people to become priests. And what they found was that at one point, the monastery was, was famous throughout the world. It was alive. It was vibrant. It was full of joy. People came flocking there from all over the world. But then for some reason, hard times came to the monastery. People stopped coming. Uh, the church seemed more quiet. There was very few monks left. And, and the community lost its spirit. Uh, he didn't know what to do, so this, the head of the, of the uh, monastery went up to the top of a mountain to find this old guru man, because he figured he may have the answer to my question, what's going on? So, the, uh, so this priest went up there, and he, and he found the guru, finally. He said, look, is, is the problem in our community is because there, there's some sin of ours that's been, that has caused us to lose our happiness and our community and our joy. And the old guru said, yes. There's a sin of ignorance. And the priest said, well, what sin might that be? And the guru said, your sin is that someone among you is the Messiah in disguise, and you're ignorant of that. And having said that, the guru closed his eyes and refused to talk and just started meditating. So the head of the monastery walked back down the mountain deep in thought. He started thinking, wow, has the Messiah really been living among us and we haven't known that? I wonder who it could be. And he started going through his mind, thinking about everybody who lived in the town, in the village, in the abbey. And he, he realized that everybody had some fault or other. But he thought, well, it must be true, though. Uh, so when he got back to the monastery, he got all the monks together and all the villagers. And he said, look, this is what the guru told me. Someone among us is the Messiah in disguise. And everybody in the village started looking around, like, wow, I wonder who it could be. I wonder if it's this man or this woman. I wonder, and they, they all were kind of confused, but they thought, wow, we, maybe we need to do something different. So they started treating everybody with respect and consideration because they thought, you know, you never know, this might be the person. And very soon, the atmosphere in the monastery changed. Because everybody was treating each other with such kindness and respect, the place became vibrant again with joy and happiness. People started coming again, and pretty soon the church was echoing with the joy that only comes when you have a true sense of community. I wonder if we could teach that lesson to our kids. A lot of girls in grade school, middle school, and especially high school tell me that their hallways of their schools are a toxic place. It's hard to be themselves. It's hard for them to find a good tribe of people. There's a lot of drama and gossip and rumors and and mean girl things, and even, you know, even issues with guys. And they're oftentimes wondering, what can they do? They feel stuck. I wonder if schools would start adopting the mantra of having their arrows out. If everybody started treating everybody in the school like they were that special. If everybody was treated with the same amount of kindness, if everybody was included, if everybody felt like they were important and special and loved, my guess is that every school atmosphere, every team would change. So if you want your kids to be happy now and for the rest of their lives, and, and this is for you as well, I would shift their focus from chasing happiness and chasing things and materialism and consumerism. I would instead direct them towards having their arrows out. I would help them to develop a, 
a plan where they can start treating themselves and other people with kindness and respect. Your daughter, their school, and the world would be a much happier place if we all followed that advice. If everyone started treating everyone with kindness and respect. Being of service, having their arrows out. That's what will help our kids become more happy for the rest of their lives. Thanks so much for dropping by here every two weeks. Share this one with your kids and also with people that you love because I think they could also uh, enjoy this message. I will be back here in two weeks with some more information for you. Thanks for joining me every two weeks, and I really appreciate it.